Safari experiences, and photographic FOMO. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and I want you to grab a cup of coffee and let's talk about photographic safari experiences. Now, there's a whole lot caught up in there, right? And since we started Wild Eye 12 years ago, we have always gone out with the idea that you cannot judge the success of a photographic safari based on the images that you get right? Number one for us has always been experience. It has to be a good experience. Second of all, you have to learn something, whether it's about nature, whether it's about photography, and makes you kind of grow as a person, yeah? And then only the third thing on the list is good images. But there is something called photographic FOMO, and the way that some people fall for this is actually quite amazing. So let me back up. I'm going to give you a little bit of context here around an experience on a photographic safari and how we can tease these apart. Let's start here. There are three scientific reasons why spending time in nature is good for your mental health. Because the reason I'm going here is I've seen people on safari, on expeditions, lose their minds when they miss a shot. Or they're sitting with a sleeping lion and they know 22 minutes away there's a leopard up a tree. They can't actually be in the moment and enjoy the moment because they have photographic FOMO that they're not going to get the leopard shot. Anyway, so... Let's look at why it's good for us to be in nature. Number one, it reduces stress and anxiety. Studies have shown that spending time in nature can reduce your cortisol levels, the stress hormone. It can also increase levels of serotonin, and that's a neurotransmitter that plays a role in mood regulation. Additionally, exposure to nature can reduce rumination, the repetitive thinking about negative thoughts and experiences. Number two, it improves cognitive function. Spending time in nature has been shown to improve attention, memory, and creativity, and it also reduces mental fatigue and improve overall cognitive function. You must know this. You sit around the fire and you just feel better. You're in the open plains of the Mara and you just feel better. It also promotes well-being. Spending time in nature can promote a sense of well-being and increases happiness. It can also reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of uh, research that supports this. For example, a study was published in the journal Environmental Science and Technology, and the study found that people who lived in areas with more green spaces had lower levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormone. Uh, Another study published in the Frontiers in Psychology found that spending time in nature improved cognitive function in children with ADHD. A study published in Psychological Science found that people who spend time walking in nature reportedly feeling happier and more satisfied with their lives than those who walked in an urban environment. Now, there's also on top of this, a growing body of anecdotal evidence that suggests that spending time in nature can have a positive impact on mental health. However, here it is, if you hedge the success of your trip on the images you get, all of that means nothing. Like I said, I mean, there's people who get so upset about they missing an image, right, that they basically spoil it for themselves. They take a beautiful moment in nature, and because they have these expectations of photography first, they, they lose it. They literally lose their minds, and often people around you as well, because it's such an intimate environment that if you hedge your experience on the images you get, because let's be honest here, right, nobody, or actually, if you listen to this podcast and you make money, you put food on the table, your photography, please drop me a mail. I'd be very keen because for the majority of us, and I'm including myself and the Wild Eye Guides in this, we just do it because it's an amazing way to experience nature. It makes you look at things more. 
it makes you appreciate light and animal behavior more, all these good things, right? But the idea that we get this FOMO, and I've seen people as well come back, and they know that there's other people in the same safari who got images that they didn't. They, it's the negativity bias where they're just kicking in, oh man, did you see what Jerry got? I didn't get it. Yes, but you got something else. It's a huge thing from a mindset point of view, and this is something I've spoken to people about uh, for quite a while, but it's become real because I just returned from the US where we did a range of meetings and meetups and uh, presentations on photography, on travel. And one of the points, and I did a quick debrief to the WildEye team this morning that keeps on popping up is experience matters most above the photography. If you ever on a safari vehicle or on foot with your camera or on an expedition like Svalbard with your camera and you find yourself getting stressed and irritated and angry and depressed that you missed a shot, you need to pump the brakes and just realize where you are. I heard a great quote this morning. I was listening to a podcast on my way to work and it was something in the line of if at least 10 times a day your head and your feet can be in the same place, you're in a good space. That's pretty cool that your head and your feet can be in the same space because often we're in a beautiful space with your feet, like on safari in the Mara or Madikwe Sabi Sands, whatever, Kenya, but your head is elsewhere. And the same thing applies if you're in the field photographing and your head is already at how am I going to process this? Are oh, people are going to Instagram going to like this? Will this print well? Oh, I fucked this up. If you're already there, your head and your feet are not in the same place. So it's experience first. It really really is. Like I said, I've seen people lose their minds on safaris. So here are some strategies, if you will, to overcome photographic FOMO. Number one, manage your expectations. Don't assume that you will come home with world-class images just because you booked a photo safari. Now that could be with Wild Eye or anybody. There is a high degree of luck involved in this game in wildlife photography, but you can increase your chances by taking advantages of things like right location, time of year, small group sizes, experienced company, uh, great photographic guides, and so on. Number two, focus on your personal growth, not your images. Remember that the experiences of being in nature, surrounded by wildlife, and learning all these skills is just as important as the images you capture. It really is. Take time to appreciate the beauty and diversity of the, of the animal kingdom around you and focus on the memories. And I've got something coming up, a little bit of math coming up. Going on a photo safari can also be challenging and rewarding experience that pushes you out of your comfort zone and helps you to grow as a person. I can go creative, I can go uh, mental, we can even do physical if you do burpees in the morning with me. Different discussion. Also, being present in the moment, and that's, that's where if your head and your feet are in the same place, you win. Instead of worrying about missing out on capturing certain moments, focus on being present in the moment and enjoying the actual experience. Purposefully leaving your camera behind, I know some of you are going, what the hell, and going on game drive to be in the present moment and take in what's happening in front of you can be a great way to appreciate the experience. Now, I'm not saying book a photo safari and leave your camera at the camp, but sometimes put the thing down. We force it because FOMO says, but what if the next shot is the best one? And we keep on hiding behind our camera and your head is not in the same place as your feet. Remember, the photography is not just about capturing images, images, but also about observing and learning about the animals and their behavior. It's a big deal, guys. Too many people, right? There's, there's all these beautiful moments. So let me give you some math. Check this. So let's say you go on a seven-day safari, right? And in that seven days, you shoot, let's round it to 5,000 images. 
And every one of your images is average one over 500th of a shutter speed. Now, add 5,000 together at one over 500, that gives you 10 seconds worth of images. Right, now in seven days, there are 604,800 seconds. So if you only have 10 seconds worth of, of photographs stuck together, what are you doing with the other 604,780 seconds of your seven days? Yes, I know it's a simplification, but you get the point though, is the magic on safaris, the experience happens in between the images. It's having a laugh at the campfire. It's driving away from a sighting, looking up at someone who's with you in the vehicle saying, damn, that was incredible. That is the magic. And that is guaranteed, right? So again, if you shot 10,000 images at one over 500, you would have 20 seconds of images and so on and so forth. Now I know it's not that because you're focusing and all that, but the, 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 the analogy holds. The analogy definitely holds. So for me, if you find yourself getting FOMO in the bush, if you find yourself getting upset because you're missing images or upset because someone elsewhere who's not even with you is getting shots that you're not, you need to stop, take a very deep breath and try and get your head and feet in the same place. I'm gonna circle back to the beginning. Experience number one on a photo safari. Learning and growing and having fun, number two. And only number three is the images. So it's a beautiful thing. I mean, one of the big things we also found when we're in the US now is experiential travel is a great way to experience different cultures and people and countries. Because if I go to Thailand for a cooking course, I'm gonna learn a lot. If I go to Japan and I do a sushi making course, I'm gonna learn a lot. Photography can give you the same thing if you're open to it. But if you're just going out to take images, take, right, I'm gonna take it, it's mine. That like, you just grab something and pull it away. If you're just taking images, but you're not experiencing all the good stuff in between, I think you're missing out. Anyway, always look forward to your thoughts and questions if you have, but uh, as we move into the end of a year and into a new year, think about that. When you plan your safaris, when you are out in the field photographing, don't get caught with your head and your feet and your camera not in the same place. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for lending me your ears. I will chat to you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Bye for now.